Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our, our Odd, Odd Pod, Pod Podcast. Podcast. Podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. And everything in between, including me but, not knowing what the hell we're talking and about. And mental breakdowns. Let's do this. Woo. How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. How we? How are you doing? Not good. Okay. Don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hi hello how's it going (laughs) as previously stated um i'm not doing well all right well i'm sorry to hear that (laughs) i've slept apparently i've slept through something today yeah yeah. well my mental health is always his art as what the the french would describe it as toilet water um is that would they really describe that as toilet water is that a french phrase no oh okay (laughs) Um, and then something happened today that was literally just like the nail in the coffin. The icing on the shit cake. The needle in the haystack. Yeah. Um, what happened? Wait, the hay in the needle stack? Yes, the single hay in the needle stack. Yeah. Um, so I was writing my episode today and got like four and a half pages into it mm-hmm. and realized I've already done it. <laughs> That sucks. Oh, I had a whole mental ass breakdown. There was some crying. There was some begging. There was anger. So you just you just went through the stages of grief. Yeah, you've been six hours was a long time to be asleep out there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I'm glad that. Uh, I'm assuming that we've arrived at acceptance. Yes. The final stage of grief. So if this episode is a little chaotic, it's because it is. As if every other episode we've ever done is not chaotic. Well, I mean, welcome to the inside of my brain. Welcome I was to thinking the inside of the brain. <laughs> oh, the ahead. squishy part. The squishy part. This is the smooth part. Ah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, um, should we just like dive into it or should we stall a little bit? We, well, it, I don't know because like. Things were just flowing so easy, and I was like, "Man, this is gonna be a You're great like, wow, episode." This episode's really writing itself. Hold on, let me read my first two paragraphs of the episode that would have been. Yeah, and I'll, t- I'll already... tell you where, like, because like I don't ever write my episodes like in order. I write like a fucking maniac. Okay. I usually start with like the middle, the end, and then the beginning. That which is why I took. Me out. Okay, well. <laughs> It's just chaos all over the place. All right, let's hear it. So when I finally got to this part, I was writing my beginning. Uh-huh. And I got to this part and I was like, well, I'll be darn. Well, damn. I it's wanted. A, is that, that's the part that just like <laughs> rang familiar. It said, well, fuck. My favorite part is that you had to ask Melody like, hey, have we done this episode? <laughs> Maybe like if, this will be the first time that I post on Facebook in forever. <laughs> <laughs> And it'll be the text message between my sister and I going, hey, you listen to the podcast more than I do. (laughs) Have I done this before? And she said, yes. I lost it. (laughs) What's funny is I probably would have edited the podcast, uploaded it, and just never fucking even (laughs) realized that we had done it before. God bless Mel, because she knew the episode name. (laughs) We recorded it June of last year. That was like... Wait, June of last year? Uh-huh. Were we doing podcasts then? Yeah. We've been doing podcasts for a year. 
When did we start? September of the previous year. Wait, 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 wait. No, this is our second year doing podcasts, right? No. Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I did not realize that. We, did. we started in 2020. You know what? That makes sense because we started and then the year was basically over. Yeah. And then we did a whole year. Uh-huh. Mostly. Because our apartment flooded. Yep. The first year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, so I wanted to do the Queen Mary. You might remember the Queen Mary from an episode from June <laughs> last year. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of it? Uh, the Ghost of Queen Mary. Oh, okay. That is too funny, dude. <laughs> Queen Mary's Ghost. Yeah, Queen Mary's Ghost. Okay, and then yeah. I was listening to it and like, my mental health must just be like right into the toilet because I do not remember recording that episode at all. You know what? Memory's pretty funny. That's the, they say that's the first but thing it, to go. Well, if you remember, I was working like 5 to 12.30 and then... Three yeah. to eight thirty. You were working a lot. Honestly, I'm surprised you ever had time to write a podcast. Yeah. Episode. So apparently, I have just blocked that time out of my life. So at least you have an excuse. I just don't remember things. <laughs> I was listening to it. And I'm like, wow, who's this? What is this podcast? Was it like, wow, who are these intriguing who are people? These enchanting people. Well, now, uh, from what you're listening to, was it pretty similar to what you were writing for the new episode? No, I think this one would sound so much better. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's hear the first two but paragraphs. But the first one wasn't as bad enough to like even attempt to do another episode on it. So like, whatever. Okay. Anyway, right. so uh, the first couple of paragraphs goes, the Queen Mary's name has legend surrounding it. And as legend goes, the board of directors at Canard had decided to name the ship the Queen Victoria, which would have been in keeping with the tradition of the Canard ships having an IA suffix. Mm-hmm. When the Canard directors went to ask King George his blessings of the ship's proposed name, saying, we have decided to name our new ship after England's greatest queen, meaning Queen Victoria, the king's grandmother, upon which the king reported to have stated, my wife, Queen Mary, will be delighted that you are naming the ship after her. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. First of all, I mean like... Shout out to the king for... King George uh, having his wife's back, man. Yeah. He's like... He's like, uh, I'm pretty sure you mean my wife. The, my wife. My wife. Uh, Queen Mary. That's how I feel, too. <laughs> so on May 27th, 1936, the Queen Mary departed from Southampton, England. She had five dining five dining areas and lounges, two cocktail bars, a swimming pool, a grand ballroom, a squash court, and even a small hospital. The Queen Mary had set a new benchmark in transatlantic travel with the rich and famous considered as the only civilized way to travel. She quickly sees the heart and imagination of the public on both sides of the Atlantic, representing the spirit of an era known for its elegance, class, and style. And it's gigantic fucking cruise liners. Yeah. It was bigger than the Titanic. Yeah? Yeah. Which, in retrospect, the Titanic was pretty small. Yeah, especially compared to now, I guess. Yeah. Well, the ship carried some 2.2 million passengers in peace. At the same time? I'm, or I'm, total, like I in think this. Like total. Oh, I was like, God damn! How is that possible? <laughs> Eight hundred, like they were packed like sardines, yeah. one on top of each other. <laughs> Eight hundred 
10,000 military personnel in the Second World War, and an estimated 50 million people have visited Long Beach, where the ship remains today. Now I remember, like, uh, the part about it being commissioned during the war, and it was, like, shuttling troops and shit. Yeah, and they painted it gray and called it the... The Gray Ghost. The Gray Ghost. But also, I don't think I learned this in the last time I wrote this episode, that this was um, Ryan Bagara's, like, from BuzzFeed Unsolved, like, mm -hmm. his origin story. What? Like, this is where he went from being, like, a skeptic to, like, a believer. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean it's his origin story? This is what, is he, this like, is... an old man? <laughs> a villain. I remember the war. <laughs> he's well, the, um, he's the guy who believes in ghosts on BuzzFeed yeah. Unsolved, and, and he smiles a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's he the nervous laugh. He's got yeah, the yeah. nervous laughing. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> So this is where he went from being a skeptic to being a believer. Yeah. Because what, did he visit the boat or something? Yeah, or I'll tell ship? you about it. Are you going to tell me about it? Yeah, oh, I, can tell you, I can tell you about it right now. All right, cool. Because, you know, I wrote like a whole paper on it yeah, again. <laughs> All right, let's hear about it. <laughs> tell me more about the podcast that's not our episode. Ryan Bergara from BuzzFeed Unsolved said the Queen Mary's where he made the switch from being a full-blown skeptic to a believer of ghosts. Okay. Um, he said he was interested in the paranormal, but didn't believe it was real. After he taunted the ghost, Same. well, he taunted the ghost and got nothing. So he returned to his room in hotel or in the hotel cabin B four eight four. Ryan was sleeping on the left bed next to the wall, and that night he said he was repeatedly poked in the face. Um, but he was too scared to like open his eyes. And once he finally did to confront his friend who he was sleeping next to, he discovered that his friend was sound asleep next to him snoring. Uh-oh. And so um, he said, like, he finally was Just able to go back to sleep. Fucking bullied by a ghost. I know. <laughs> Just like, burp, burp. Right. Um, the next morning, he went into the bathroom where he saw his other roommate, or he went into the bathroom where his other roommate saw the sink turn on by itself. Mm -hmm. So they had set up like a, like a camera in an attempt to catch it. And what they ended up catching was a toothpaste container flinging itself off the counter. Huh. And that was enough to completely switch his beliefs. I guess I could get that. I could see that. But I mean, the poking could be anything. Maybe you're dreaming. You're dreaming that someone's poking you? Yeah. When he's like actively awake. Oh. He says he was awake. He says he was awake. You ever sleep? You ever think you're awake, but you're actually sleeping? That's your sleep paralysis demon. Demon just. Yeah, he just has a more active sleep paralysis demon. That's all. He's got a. He's sleep paralyzed. His hand is like sleepwalking. Yeah, it's like idle hands. <laughs> he's Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. Isn't he in that movie? Who? Forget it. He's Casper. He played Casper. <gasps> he's the guy from the. Uh, the uh the first Final Destination. He plays Casper in the first Final Destination. No, he is the guy from the first Final Destination, and he also played Casper the Friendly Ghost in the Casper movie with Christina Ricci. Huh. Forget it. What's the first um Final Destination disaster? Is it the It's the airplane? Airplane. Yeah, he's the guy that freaked out and got kicked off the plane. It's all coming back to me now. Uh -huh. You know, I don't know names. Whatever. What else you got? Anyway, so. <laughs> my point is, ghosts aren't real. Why? Why are they not real? Because they're not. Why are they not real? Not, I don't make the rules. 
Anyway, naysayer. Yes. Nay, I will sit over here and say my nays. You go ahead. <laughs> this is not a ghost story, okay? All right. So far. I'm so talking far. about the ghost story that we just talked about. Okay, but I'm, I'm done with that. Oh, okay. Sorry. If you guys wanted another Queen Mary podcast, you guys just let me know. I'll reread right. my notes. <laughs> <laughs> we just can talk about BuzzFeed Unsolved for the whole episode. Oh, we could do that. I love BuzzFeed me Unsolved. Too. Uh, Yeah. If they ever listen to this podcast, which they won't, I hope it's this episode so they can hear us talking about how much we love them. Oh, like I have like, what is a, uh, like the five steps away from somebody else? Uh, what is it like five degrees of Kevin Bacon? Or yeah. Whatever? Okay. So like I have five degrees from the BuzzFeed guys. Really? Yeah. Okay. Or no, it's six degrees of separation, right? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, ahead. I have a friend. Her name's Audrey. Her photo got reposted by BuzzFeed Unsolved. I don't think that counts. I'm counting it. We're okay. back. We're practically <laughs> like, best friends. I, I think it. <laughs> I think it's like a know someone who knows someone who knows someone kind of thing. Yeah, I know Audrey. <laughs> they know about what was her the picture. Photo? Oh, she. We were in Iceland, and she posted a photo of her in Iceland wearing their merch. Oh, neato. Okay, cool. And they reposted it. So the Kevin Bacon thing is that like everybody's separated from Kevin Bacon by only like. Six degrees or something. Kevin Bacon must know a lot of people. You know what? When you're a delicious breakfast food and a world-renowned actor, you get around. Who is Kevin Bacon? Like, what's he in? Uh, he's in Tremors. Am I supposed to know that? <sighs> he is in um the Hollow Man. Um. Is he in anything that I would know? Uh, I'm going to say no, probably not. Uh, because every time I give an example, uh, you say no. But hold on. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you a bunch of stuff that Kevin Bacon's in. Okay. I'm ready for He's it. He's in Footloose. Oh, okay. Why didn't you just say Footloose? <laughs> I don't know. My mind went to horror. I Tremor. I've never seen Footloose, but I've seen Tremors a lot. I was a choir kid. Of course, I've seen Footloose. <laughs> we didn't have choir. Remember, I'm from a poor town. Uncultured. Just kidding. Um, he was in Wild Things. He's in X Men First Class. I've never seen it. The original Friday the Thirteenth. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Stir of Echoes. No. Apollo Thirteen. Nope. A few good men? No. Oh boy. Flatliners? No. Oof. You had me at footloose. I know, but now I'm curious. <laughs> Let me see what else, what else, what else. I'm trying to pick things that you that you would know or that I would expect you to know or that I'll be disappointed at you for not knowing. Oh man. I'm just kidding. I know what I know what this is. I I'm I'll watch the movies. <laughs> I guess that's it. The rest are just stupid. I, I pulled up a list of movies he's in. Sleepers? No. Never seen Flatliners? No. Dude, we should watch that. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, moving on. Moving on. From my anti-Kevin Bacon propaganda. Clearly. A Few Good Men? Never seen it. You can't handle the truth. Did that you order from? the Code Red? I did my duty. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. 
it's like Tom Cruise. I've seen and he's like a the lawyer. you can't handle yeah. the truth, but that's I it. no, I I know that line. All right, well, that's from that movie. Anyway, you might know some things that are going on in the world, like war and what is it good for? Honestly, war. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. If we could all just like hold hands and sing Kumbaya, I feel like the world would be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe Biden controlling the gas prices. I don't know why he thinks I can afford $4 a gallon. I know. Joe Biden. It's really, he really has a lot of audacity driving up the gas prices in other countries. (laughs) 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 Let me be clear. I don't believe that. (laughs) Right. No, I don't think anybody who listens to this podcast thinks you do. All I'm saying is. It just so happens that apparently I'm still friends with a lot of people um i just don't know all i'm saying is even when there's not a war going on it's cheaper to import than to use our domestic resources you can look up pulling prices and anyway and learn okay, for yourself. Anyway, anyway this is not a political podcast i just it's wanted to, i just wanted a reason to talk about russia okay and considering russia's at war right now with the ukraine mm-hmm I want to shit on Russia for a little bit, okay? Let's do it. Let's, uh, yeah, we'll call it a war, I guess. And when you figure out what I'm talking about, you're not allowed to talk about it, okay? Okay. <laughs> fine. Because honestly, this is the best I could do today. All right, that's fine. You know what? We're like 18 minutes into the podcast, <laughs> and we haven't really- We haven't said anything. Like, fuck all about what we're actually okay, talking anyway. about, and I'm into it. Okay. Hang with me, okay? I'm hanging. All right, so- Ten. You're hanging 10? Mm-hmm. How about you hang at 1940s? Hang 1940s? Let's take it back to the 1940s. Okay. When Russian researchers decided they wanted to do an experiment mm-hmm. on a gas-based stimulant where they would keep five people awake for 15 days. Okay. They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so that the gas didn't kill them since it was toxic in high concentrations. Um, This was before closed circuit cameras, so they could only had microphones and five inch thick glass porthole size windows into the chamber so they could monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on, no bedding, because you know, we're trying not to sleep. Right. Um, Running water and a toilet, and enough dried food to last all five days, sorry, and enough dried food to last all five for over a month. Wow. Did they have like a place to sit down? They well, they had to had, sit on the floor. They had oh, cots, cots and stuff. Right, right, right. So it, from what it sounds like, they gave them like an apartment. Okay. Type like to me, it sounds like a studio. Sounds cool. Yeah. Sign me up. Although the, I would need at least more food because the longer I'm awake, the more I want to eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because if I can't do, don't look over here. I'm not looking at your screen. I'm looking at the monocaster. <laughs> so like you know, if I can't do one of the two favorite things that I love. Yeah. I need to do the other thing more. So eating and sleeping are my two favorite things. (laughs) So that food would not have lasted five months No, you need to double that, okay? I need double rations if I'm going to be staying awake. I'm burning a lot of calories not sleeping. I'm burning extra calories by not sleeping. (laughs) Right. So I got to keep my energy up. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I breathe when I want to keep my energy up. I'm metabolizing. I'm metabolizing oxygen. Hold on. 
You don't have to cover your screen. I know what you're talking about. Do you really? I, I have an idea. <laughs> I wish you did it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not, though. Let's keep going. The test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during World War II. Ooh. The second of the World Wars. I'm feeling very, like, Holocaust vibes coming from this. Because, you know, like, Dr. Death did, like, the experiments on twins and stuff. Yeah. Ooh, creepy. Did they call him Dr. Death? I think it was Dr. Death also, or the Angel of Death. or They really weren't very... Um, they also called the guy who invented the, uh, the uh, lethal injection Dr. Dr. Death. Death. That dude smoked, like, so many cigarettes a day and drank, like, an ungodly amount of coffee. Like, he should have been dead. But I feel like maybe it was a trade-off. He I was... feel like that you might just be describing every Finnish person I know. But, like... I'm talking about it was an insane amount. And I want to say he invented a couple of the, uh, or maybe perfected a couple of the means of execution in the United States. So maybe it was a trade-off. Death was keeping him alive <laughs> he because was... he was sending people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like soul for soul. This yeah. is a soul a day. A soul a day keeps the... Dr. Death away. The, the ah! Grim Reaper away. Anyway, so everything was fine for the first five days. I'm not looking at your screen. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised falsely that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. Wow. Their conversation activities were monitored, and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past, and their general tone of their conversations took on a doctor a darker aspect after the four-day mark. Well, that's me after, like, four hours of being awake. <laughs> that's like when you're developing a new friendship. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> you could just slowly become your Do you like mac and weird. cheese? I murdered somebody once. Do you like mac and cheese? There's a body in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's me oversharing at work. Right. I had a great weekend. My neighbor started yelling at his wife. Yeah. My neighbor started yelling at his wife. I think maybe over the mac and cheese being too dry. The situation has escalated beyond repair. Anyway, Let's move on. Okay, so they do be yelling a lot, though. They sorry, not to be like outing you guys. Yeah. So after five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and the events that led them to where they were, and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. I.e., you've seen the Nightmare on Elm Street. What's that? Who's like the, the what? Yeah. I'm just kidding. I was like, <laughs> they try to stay awake Got and they just get paranoid. How's it feel to be me? In that for for a brief moment. Wow. <laughs> Called out. Beep boop 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 boop. I'm calling you out. Caller number three. <laughs> anyway, I remember that. That was a uh, Johnny Depp's breakout role. My man. He got murdered good in that movie. <laughs> he was a great murder. It was a good murder. Probably the best one. Ten stars. Um, that might be the only Friday the Thirteenth I've seen. Really? Other than Freddy versus Jason. Shameful. We weren't allowed to watch those kind of movies when I was younger. My first rated R movie was Freddy vs. Jason. Really? Yeah. Oddly well, enough, I'm sorry. The first rated R movie that we rented from Blockbuster. Don't date me. I think that, um, I don't know. I, I think I might prefer Friday the 13th because I was rooting for Jason and Freddy vs. Jason. Weird. I know. Which is weird because you know I like dreams and like sleeping and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And not that I like, so you know what I mean. I do enjoy, I guess I enjoy sleeping. I was like, I'm a big fan of sleeping. Yeah, I like sleeping. <laughs> and most of my dreams are nightmares for other people. For me, it's just kind of like. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> Is that something you didn't know about me? No. 
most of my dreams are nightmares. Most of my dreams are nightmares. Oh. Uh, they just don't kind of like, they don't really hit like that, though. I don't know. It's fun. They're nightmare-ish, but you're fine with it? Yeah, typically. The I don't like wake I had a up dream in a cold of, sweat. Oh, I had a dream about a treehouse. It's just how vastly different our dreams are. Um, About 80% of the dreams I remember are about zombies. And then one time I had a dream, I was just wandering through this weird place and they were like, I don't know, somebody was following me around whispering creepy shit in my ear. Last night I had a dream that me and my niece went to TJ Maxx, so. Yeah, totally different. That TJ Maxx <laughs> would have been full of dead bodies if it was my dream. Okay, so. Maybe that speaks to like an underlying issue. I only dream in nightmares, send help. Hello, It's help. like my own personal horror movie, though. How can you not help. like that? This whole podcast, right? <laughs> this episode is just a cry for help. How can you not love having nightmares? <laughs> it's like a, your own personal horror movie. Whatever. Are you okay? This is why you'll never be the Elden Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Um, they stopped talking to each other and began alternatively whispering into the microphones and the one-way mirrored portholes. Oddly, they all seemed to think that they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades. The ev- sorry, hashtag the- communism. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> the other subjects in captivity with them. At first, the researchers suspected this was an effort. This was an effect of the gas itself. So they thought that the gas was causing the paranoia. Okay. Not the lack of sleep. Right. I'm going to guess it was some combination of the two. I, I would. Also, wasn't the gas what was supposed to be keeping them awake? Yeah. Okay. So, like, it's what for what at this point? Well, they're like, it's a side effect. Yeah. Anyway. So, after nine days. One of them started screaming. Nine days is a long time to be awake. I want to say the record is like 13 days. I wonder how, what the actual record is. You keep talking. I'll look it up. Okay. So he ran the length of the chamber, repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He That's continu- how I feel when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> That's me at work every morning. Just. <laughs> okay. He continued attempting to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks afterwards. So he like ripped out his voice box. Um, The researchers postulated that he had physically torn out his vocal cords. Jesus Christ. The most surprising thing about his behavior is how the other captives reacted to it. Or rather, they didn't. They didn't react to it? No, they continued whispering into the microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. Weird. Uh... And the two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared page after page with their own feces, posted, and posted them calmly over the glass portholes. Oh, God. And then the screaming stopped. Oh. And so did the whispering to the microphones. Oh, boy. Did you find out the answer? I did find the answer. How long? 264.4 hours. That's 11 days and 25 minutes. Oh. So, after three more days had passed, the researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were working since they thought it was impossible that no sounds could be coming from five people. They sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) The oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive. And in fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very heavy level of strenuous exercise. Oh. Oh. 
They're they're just furiously masturbating in I, to stay awake. That's not where my brain went. <laughs> All right, we got a little privacy, fellas. <laughs> That's the sounds they heard in the microphone. There was no sounds. Oh. So never mind. I'm gonna stop. Yeah, stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Continue. How am I supposed to continue with that image? <laughs> I'm just saying you got to do what you got to do to stay awake, you know? Okay, so on the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something that they said that they would not do to get a reaction from the captives. They used an intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives. They were afraid that they were either dead or vegetables. Oh, they announced, we are opening the chambers to test the microphone, step away from the door, and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Woof. It's very Russian. Yeah, very, uh... And to their surprise, they heard a single phrase and a calm voice respond, we no longer want to be freed. We no longer want to be free. One person said that. Freed. Freed. Yeah. Okay. Debate broke out among researchers and the military forces funding the research, unable to provoke any more responses using the intercom. It was finally decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. I wonder why they picked midnight. Maybe because like they weren't expecting it or Maybe. I have a hard time even like thinking that they would have any idea of what like what time it was anyway. Yeah, I'm just, you think like you'd want it in the daytime when you had more people around. Everybody was like awake. They're in a chamber, so like. I guess. They yeah. haven't slept for 15 days, so. I meant, like, the people who are doing the cell extraction. Yeah, but I just mean, like, the captives. Like Right. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, and immediately voices from the microphones began to object. Three different voices began begging, as if pleading for the life of their loved ones, to turn the gas back on. Wow. The chamber was open and the soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Mutilation. Four of the five subjects were still alive. Okay. Although no one could rightly call the state of any of them that they were in life. Right. Um, the food rations for the past five days had not been so much as touched. Okay. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subject's thigh and chest stuffed into the drain center of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Hold on, wait a second. Were they all in the same room? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought they were all in individual cells. No, they're all in the same. Oh, okay. Same like... That changes things. <laughs> um. So they had taken chunks of meat from the thigh and chest and stuffed it into a drain in the center of the chamber. Okay blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Um, precisely how much how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined. All four quote-unquote surviving test subjects also had a large portion of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. Yummy. <laughs> the, destru the, the destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not by teeth. Okay. As the researchers initially thought, closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most of it, if That's... not all of them, were self-inflicted. Mm. 
I knew you were going to that. I knew that was going to be where it was going. Yeah. Wow. The abdominal organs below the rib cage of all four test subjects had been removed. Jesus. They were like they just tore their guts out? Yes. You said abdominal organs, right? Yep. The abdominal organs below the rib cage of all four test subjects had been removed while the heart, lung, diaphragm remained in place. The skin and most of the muscle attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through their rib cage. All blood vessels and organs remained intact. Weird. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out the eviscerated but still living bodies of the subjects. The digestive tract of all four could be seen working, digesting food, although five days, let's face it, not a whole lot Probably left. Probably not digesting, digesting a whole lot. Wow. It quickly became apparent that, they, that what they were digesting was their own flesh that had been ripped off and eaten over the course of days. Yummo. Most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, but still many refused to return to the chambers to remove the test subjects. They continued to scream, to scream to be left in the chamber and alternatively begged and demanded that the gas be turned on lest they fall asleep. Oof. Okay. They're like, if we fall asleep, uh, we're not going to wake up. So. <laughs> we know what's going to happen. To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out. Wow. While another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and his artery and his leg severed by one of the subject's teeth. Jesus Christ. Another five soldiers lost their lives, if you want to count the ones that completed suicide in the weeks following the incident. I think we'll count those, yeah. Yeah. In the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost immediately. Ooh. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but this proved impossible. He was injected with more than 10 times the human dose of morphine derivatives and still fought like a cornered animal, breaking the ribs and the arms of one doctor. When the heart was seen to beat for a full two minutes after he bled out to the point there was more air in his vascular system than blood. Wow. Even after it Gas stopped has changed them. Even after it stopped, he continued to scream and flail for another three minutes, struggling to attack anyone in reach and just repeating the word more over and over again. That's after his heart stopped beating? Yeah. Okay. The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility, the two with intact vocal cords continuously begging for the gas demanding to be kept awake. Wow. The most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room that the facility had in the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back in his body. It was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative that they had given him to prepare him for the surgery. He fought furiously against his restraints when the, the anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under. He managed to tear most of the way through the four inch wide leather strap on one wrist. Weird. And even though the weight of the 200-pound soldier was holding that wrist as well, it only took a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under. And the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. Ooh. In the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating, town, operating table, it was found that his blood had triple the normal, oxygen, normal level of oxygen and his muscles were still attached to a skeleton 
were badly torn and he had broken nine bones in his struggle to not be subdued. Most of them were from the force of his own muscles had exerted on themselves. Weird. Uh, so his like muscles broke his bones. Why? Right. Crazy. Wild. That is insanity. <laughs> the second survivor had been the first of the group of five to start screaming. His vocal cords were destroyed. Destructed. Just Des- destroyed. destroyed. Never to speak again. Well, he was unable to beg or object to the surgery. But he was like violently shaking his head no. Mm-hmm. Anytime like the anesthetic gas was brought near him. Right. We don't want that. We want the good stuff. Give me the the go-go juice. <laughs> he shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctantly that they try surgery without the anesthetic. Yeah. Um, and it, he did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs back wow. into his body. Okay. And then some of his blood splashed in someone's mouth, and that's actually how Red Bull was invented. It'll give you wings. Yeah. And um, a violent hunger for human flesh. Zombie. Oh, they ate themselves, too. Do you know what that's called? Autocannibalism. Yes, thank you. Oh. I think that's come up a few times on this podcast. Uh, cannibalism, vampires, and zombies are frequent. Listen, I like what I like, okay? <laughs> There's something about consuming the flesh and or fluids of another person. I just, it gets me, you know? Just scooting away. <laughs> just kidding. The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be medically impossible for this patient to still be alive. And I'm glad somebody said it. Yeah. It does seem a little impossible. Yeah. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his eyes met her. Oh. Do I hear a love story? Meet cute. (laughs) That's funny. You can see their show on TLC. Right. It's like my demonic husband. (laughs) My My strange life. My four psychotic husbands. I used to. The theme now is multi-marriage. I... Multi-marriage. What's it called? Not, uh, I'm Sister sorry. wives. Yeah, but there's a, there's a plural marriage. There plural is. marriage. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began wheeze, to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling, because, you know, no voice box. Right. Assuming this must be some kind of drastic importance, the surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so the patient could write his message, and it was simple. He wrote, keep Cutting. Wow. I thought he was going to write, what that booty do? We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. What's her name? <laughs> she got a man. Uh, Keep cutting. Wow. This is like some Hellraiser shit. I know. Yeah. Wild. Was there a puzzle box mentioned anywhere in there? No Pandora's box. Okay. I have seen Hellraiser. I see that. I mean, no one thinks. Box? Thought so. Oh. I've only seen it once. That's okay. I, I don't know how many times I've seen it, but they all kind of blur together for me. I've seen like there's like two of them, right? There's a quite a, a quite few a few. I've seen two of them at least. The other two ses- test subjects were given the same surgery, both with non-anesthetic, since the first one did so well. Mm-hmm. Um, although they were injected with paralytic, like with a, they were injected with a paralytic. Okay. So, you know, they wouldn't flay around. Yeah. Um, 
The surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation while the patients laughed continuously. Oh, that's a little unsettling, yeah. Like, look, guys, I can't concentrate with them laughing, okay? Yeah. And then the one guy, he's just going... Because <laughs> his voice box is... <laughs> that's why they gave him the paralytic. So, once paralyzed, <laughs> the subject could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. Weird. And, um, the paralytic cleared from the system, like, very quickly. Super fast. Abnormally quickly. Just metabolized right the fuck up. Well, and the moment they could speak again, they were at, they asked when they could have the stimulant gas again. Hey, uh, I don't know if you guys heard us leading up to this, but we want that gas. <laughs> That's the only thing we've asked for at this point. You've given us the wrong stuff. The researchers tried asking why they had injured themselves, why they had ripped out their own guts, and why they wanted to be given the gas again. And the only response they were given was, I must remain awake. I must remain awake. Okay. That's it. That's the only explanation they were given. Yeah. I gotta be awake, dude. So. I've moved beyond... The human need for sleep. Well, see, you just got to get past those first couple of days. Yeah. And then you're good. I've seen the top of No Sleep Mountain, and it's good. (laughs) I want to be there. I want to stay. I want to live there. Gut free. Gut free. Yeah. No guts. Just being awake. Hey. I don't need food or sleep. That's one way to get like a perfect beach body. Yeah. Perfect beach body. You can't worry about what your gut looks like if you don't have a gut. Honestly, who needs a corset when you have no intestines? Yeah. You're right. just a spine. You're basically just a spine. Talk yeah. about the hourglass figure. Whoop, I'm whoop. saying their whole lungs are exposed though. <sighs> Slut. <laughs> Put some skin on you skank. All three subjects' restraints were reinforced and they were placed back into the chamber awaiting determination as to what should be done with them. The researchers, facing the wrath of their military benefactors for having failed the stated goals of their project, considered euthanizing the surviving subjects. Did they fail, though? I mean, they're awake. They, have, they haven't slept yet. I thought the whole goal was for them to be awake for 30 days. Yeah. Put them back in there, turn the gas back on, see what happens. Oh my God, that's what they do. Oh, really? The commanding officer, a former KBG agent. KGB. KGB. That's right. You said KBG. Oh. The BGs are a different thing. I'm dyslexic, numerolexic, stupid. I don't think that's true. (laughs) Instead, saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on the gas. While the researchers strongly objected, they were overruled. Overruled. Objection. Shot. You love it when you have, like, people who aren't involved with the experiment calling the shots on the experiment. Overruled, murdered, and replaced, basically. (laughs) That seems like the 1940s Russian... uh, Just that whole vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe. The commanding officer, whose name was Vladimir Putin Sr. Oh. Just kidding. I saw this TikTok where uh, Putin had gotten his nails done. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it like in little um, Russian flags? No. French tips painted like the <laughs> Russian flag? He just got his toenails filed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They were like, you cannot talk to him. You must address to him as well, sir. I just read an article, and you can take it however you want. I don't know. I didn't fact check it. I don't know how real it is, but it, it said that 
he was worried about being poisoned, so he replaced like his whole staff. I read an article that Putin's a little bitch baby. Yeah, a little baby bitch. I wonder how tall he is. I wonder what Fedor Emelianenko is up to right now. Who's that? He's this Russian fighter. <laughs> what's he doing? How's he? What's he? How's he feel about the whole thing? What are your thoughts, Fedor? What do you think? Anyway. Anyway. Sorry, Putin's a little bitch baby. That's the point of that tangent. Wow. Don't cause an international incident. Look, I don't want Putin to annex our podcast. Putin can literally lick the inside of my butthole. <laughs> He's like, I think we're going to go take uh, this little corner of Louisiana next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how they're talking about me on this podcast. We're going to commandeer the little land of swamp. Right. It's huh? like this little podcast with like 30 average listeners. <laughs> I think maybe we take their house and make it part of Russia. Sick. We're going to take all of their mosquitoes. Yeah, you can have them. Anyway, I'm going to stop doing a bad Russian accent now. <laughs> in preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor. They Ooh. had their restraints padded for a long-term confinement. And to everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling when the moment it was let it slip that they were going to get back on the gas. Get back on the gas. No. That's a popular song from the 70s. Is it? No. Get back on the gas. Get back on the gas. We don't want to sleep. We want to go to No Sleep Mountain. Ooh. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's good. It was obvious that at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. No shit. How, <laughs> now it's <laughs> obvious? They've been literally asking for it the whole time. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was training his legs against the leather bonds with all of his might. First left, then right, then left again for something to focus on. Mm -hmm. The remaining subject was holding his head off of his pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been wired first to, sorry, having been the first to be wired for the EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his brain waves. Wait, hold on. They have their guts back in at this point, right? Yes. Okay. They put the guts back in. Okay. Everything is back where it's supposed to go. Okay, okay, okay. Sands, some skin. Gotcha. They're just like literally just stapled together. Right. Sorry. Having been the first to be wired for the EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his brain waves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined inexplicably. Weird. It looked as if he was repeatedly suffering from brain death. Okay. Before returning to normal. As they focus, well, because he's about to be dead asleep. Yeah. But he's back on the gas. He don't have to worry about sleeping. Anyway. After all this time, gas is just a metaphor for math. Yeah. <laughs> As I focused on the paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, when only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut at the same moment his head hit the pillow, his brainwaves immediately changed to that of a deep sleep and then flatlined for the last time as his heart sim simultaneously stopped. Whoa. Freddy got him. He summoned Freddy Krueger from the Freddy depths. was just on the other side just waiting. Yeah. Sleep demon. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwave showed the same flat lines as the one who had just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside, as well as three researchers. Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. We're like, hell no. Bye. No. 
have fun in there. <laughs> One of the named three immediately drew his gun to his head and shot the commander point blank between the eyes. Wow. And then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. So wait, wait, wait. He's like, seal those researchers in there. And then some other guy's like, fuck you and shot him. Basically. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, they're like, what a nah. twist. They're like, nah. Nah, dude, that's my bro, dude. You want me to seal my bro in that chamber with those dudes? No fucking way, dude. So he pointed his gun at the remaining subjects, still restrained to the bed as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in there with these things. Not with you, he screamed at the man strapped at the table. What are you? He demanded. I must know. And the subject smiled and said, Have you forgotten so easily? We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. We are Legion. <laughs> He's like, uh, what are you? I demand to know. And the one sat up on the table and said, I'm never going to give you up. And it was all just, <laughs> it was a, just big a rig, rig roll. roll. Yeah. <laughs> the um, researchers paused and then aimed at the subject's heart and fired and the EEG -E flatline as the subject weakly choked out. So nearly free. Wow. So nearly free. They're like the physical manifestation of our lizard brain. Yeah. It's basically just the manifestation of this cry for help that we call a podcast today. Yeah, Matt, that's it. Um, okay, wow. They're like, dude, you're not sealing us in here with these guys? That's like the least Crescent Fresh thing that you could possibly do. <laughs> that's not very cash money. Yeah, that's not Crescent Fresh. Crescent Fresh. Just saying, dude. You're not sealing my bro in there with those dudes, bro. No, dude. Kill, shoot that commander. Let's get the fuck out of here. Have you forgotten? We are the things that made you huddle around the fire in the nighttime. Now, I feel like you know the story in which I'm talking to. Uh, I believe that we've actually talked about this. This is the Russian sleep experiment. It is. But also, is this a true? Is this a real story? No. I was gonna say because, like, we, I think on our last podcast talked about this being like a creepypasta. It is a creepypasta. Oh. I'm reading it straight from the creepypasta page. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, cool. But I, this is one of the first creepypastas that I ever read. Well, up until like a few, like last week, I was convinced that this was a thing that supposedly actually happened. Really? Wow, that was awful, really. Really? Really? <laughs> oh, you should see that wave, golly. Um, Yeah, uh... But it makes sense because, like, obviously I didn't, I I thought it was supposed to be, like, a true story, quote unquote. Yeah. But I didn't believe it because it's, there's some bullshit red flags. Oh, yeah. First of all, the. Organs uh, laid out on the floor. The organs laid out on the you floor. You go into shock immediately. They stuffed them back in. Nobody has an infection. Um. Uh, that guy ripped out his vocal box. They were and awake didn't for how long at this point? Like Fifteen days. Fifteen days, and the world record is eleven. Yeah, it's a good one though. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. But you know what? You never know. They could have like maybe not this result. They could have tried that and tried things like this. We'd ne we'd never fucking know. Yeah, I like it. That's a good one. Well, so like, there's like real life influences connected with this creepy pasta. 
So that by suggesting that the events recount, it took place like in the late 1940s. And the addition pictures that are like associated with the Russian sleep experiment being in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of like, there's like the real life atrocities associated with the Holocaust. Yeah. So they can kind of, it's just so far-fetched enough that it kind of seems real. Well, like, here's the thing. The quote uh, of the guy, like, have you forgotten so easily? We are the things that you fear, blah, blah, blah. It always makes me think of the uncanny valley. Right. Where, like, the closer something looks to real that's not, the more unsettling it is to us. Mm-hmm. And, like, it could just be because uh, it's creepy. But also, like, there, are, I've seen, like, the question, what the fuck could make themselves almost look like us are we meant to be afraid of like in our ancestral yeah memory. why is that something we're afraid of and because it's pretty universal like if you put something that look like the closer an animation looks to human the more unlikely people are to like 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 vibe with it you know it, it's yeah. unsettling it's like why mannequins are creepy yeah I don't know. It's why the old Navy mannequins are more creepy. Have we done an Uncanny Valley episode? I don't think we have, but we've talked about it. It comes up quite a bit. Yeah. I'm just saying, is there a shape-shifting, mildly human thing? Or maybe it's like, I also feel like it could be not like an ancestral fear, like a like your DNA memory, you know what I mean? Like it's innate in our species. Yeah. Maybe it's like an innate um, shame. Because the things that did look very similar to us, we basically uh, fucked and killed out of existence. That was so profound. Like um, Neanderthals and things like that. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Good job, wow. Cro-Magnon. <laughs> well, I hope that was just chaotic enough for everybody. That was I'm fun. Sh- I like it. I'm so sorry. I didn't have like a real episode this week. Believe me. <laughs> We should do more creepypastas. Uh, and also, somebody listening to it got to the part where we talked about it being a creepypasta, and they're like, oh my god, thank god. <laughs> oh, thank god. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, you can find episodes like this at <laughs> www. There's no other episode <laughs> like this. <laughs> where we talk about Uncanny Valley and such fun things like that. At www.ouroddpodpodcast.com. You can also find us at linktr.ee slash OOPP. And if you like our intro and outro music, you can go on over to darrencurtismusic.com and show them some love and appreciation. Um, Damn, I, was, I had something to say. I was going to add something. Oh, man, what? Oh, uh, you know, sleep well. When you're lying in bed tonight, everyone's having a better day than I am. (laughs) When you're lying in bed tonight and the lights are off and you're closing your eyes and you're ready to go to sleep, I just want you to think about this lidless, grinning, eviscerated person. I hope you dream about taking your niece to TJ Maxx. You guys have a blasty blast. I'm just saying. Go get ice cream afterwards. When you roll over in bed and you get that cold chill run up the back of your spine, maybe Uh, don't roll back over. That wouldn't happen. I sleep with a heating pad. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them. Jeez. Life hack, y'all. The heating pad's not going to catch on fire, okay? Just sleep on it. Don't roll back over because that's where they'll be. You sleep on a heating pad. You stay warm all night. And as always, we are the Boneses. And, and we, we are, are out. out.